Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. Is that is that how we're starting the episode? <laughs> yeah. Like that? Yes. Hey guys, welcome back to the Jesus Show, not that one podcast. Hi. I had to do that. That's what you do first oh. in a podcast. Oh. You just don't start. Sorry, guys. And then as 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 the kind of guest uh-huh. or the person you just don't start talking my bad <laughs> yeah okay hey welcome to the denominator show <laughs> yeah that's that's denominator there's a little peek into our relationship why don't you tell people what denominator means because why would they i don't know they don't know what that who does they don't they're not like ooh, a denominator oh are they doing long division oh <laughs> yeah yeah i guess okay yeah i guess that makes sense so when i when did i meet you like a year ago oh my god Nine Two years. years ago. Nine years ago. Really? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Can you tell how happy he is? I'm so, <laughs> so happy. Sandell. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. So when I met you, well, first off, you said you were from Chicago. Which oh, is a fucking let's not lie. even go there. Okay, let's okay. Start with for, this story for, first. For, for, a, for a different episode, guys. For a different episode. <laughs> uh, you said, hi, my name is Alexandria. No. Alexander. No. No. Close. What's your name? (laughs) Say it. What is it? Alexandra. That I just. What? Say it again. Alexandra. See, I just said it. (laughs) Hate you. Then you said Jacqueline or something. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Whatever. It was. It was dumb. Whatever. Anyway. And then you said. (laughs) Tiliopolis, and I went. What the fuck did you just say? Wait, hold on. Are you okay with putting your yes last name out? Yeah, because I promoted it on my Instagram. Oh, well, and my full name well is okay, on I'm there. asking because when I was gonna talk about the oh we moved to Nevada, you were like no because of the fan mail. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. Well, don't lie now. Yeah, I'm not lying. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so Ali said, "I'm sorry, Alexandra." <laughs> said, "Hi, I'm." Uh, no, I think you said Allie. I'm sure I, don't I did. I don't think you said. I said I'm Allie. No, I think you. No, I think you did say your whole name because I was like, that's too long of a fucking name. Who? <laughs> what? Who does that? Mine's just Jesus Valais. Like that's easy. Anyways, <sighs> so she says, Diliopolis. I almost called you by the wrong one. She said Diliopolis, and I went. I heard denominator because I was like, that has to be fake. So then I I was like, oh, is your real name? And she was like, yes, I'm Greek. And then, like, people, they hear her name and they go, oh, yeah, that's Greek. And I went, who, the, who everybody in the world fucking knows that that's a Greek last name? I didn't know that yeah, shit. Yeah, anything that ends in a Ulus. Oh, oh, oh okay. Is, yeah, 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 cool. I grew up with a bunch of Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. You know, Garcia. Uh, <laughs> Rodriguez. Th- all those. Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. Robert's name. <laughs> Roberto Ramirez. <laughs> That's what I grew up. I yeah. didn't grow up with. Did you even notice that for the first like year that we were together, my mom would send mail and it would say Jesus Valdez. Did you ever no, notice that in Hermosa? So maybe like we were together like three years. <laughs> she didn't know my last time. name. <laughs> we got a Christmas card from them one time. And your last name is Valdez. Nice. I was lost it. I called her immediately. That's oh what. God. That's what usually happens with my last name. <laughs> with white people. Yeah, but people, well, not just with most people, Mm. they go, they hear, well, I can't say what they hear because I'm not them. Yeah. 
but I say Velez, and then it's usually followed up by Valdez, and I go, no, Velez, and they go, Valdez? No, no. that's that's not what I said? Yeah. V-E- well, try spelling my name over the phone. D-E-N-I- <laughs> P-L-S-O-M-N. Okay, I always, I would, I grew up listening to my mom always say, D is in David, E-L-I, P is in, uh, oh my God, I just spelled my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. See, because your last name but, is fake. But no, she would just say O-P, P is, or P is in Paul, O-U-L. Uh, wow, uh-huh. Yeah, you keep messing up. I can't see You're my nervous, name. Huh? I'm so nervous. I know. <laughs> It's my third po- first wow first podcast, guys. I'm a little giggly. Yeah, <laughs> and she may have had what seven or eight glasses of wine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't wine. matter. I'm oh, okay. drinking well, tea right oh, are now. You? Oh, because it looks red and it smells very alcoholic. It's in a black cup. Look, look, look. <laughs> let's let's just let everybody know. Mm-hmm. Allie, with air quotes, I'm putting needs. Her wine every day. Oh, wow. No. No? Are you, no? No. Do liar. we have... How much wine do we have at the house? We don't have oh, we that don't? much anymore. Oh, oh, I many? gave a lot of wine I away see. before we moved. I see. One, two, three, four, five, six. And there's two bottles out there. Oh, yeah. But I was in a wine club. And that's only that's only going to last you, what, for a week? And maybe? then I was in a wine club in Indiana. And I, yeah. every time we would visit, oh. remember, I would take eight bottles home. Oh, that was annoying. Let yeah. me not do that again. I Sorry, guys. Oh. Oh, ew, yeah. Oh, gross. Like you can hear the boogers come up my <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. Let's get to the real reason why you're here. Okay, why am I here? I don't even know. Oh, wait. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, let's... I came here to clear my name. On the last episode, uh-huh. Jesse... Lies, which is... She's lying to you. Jesse claimed... That he does all the handyman duties around the house. I do. Which he does not. There was this one time when we first moved into Hermosa. And I was, I have a, um, what is it called? The TV thing that goes on the wall. It's called the TV thing that goes on the wall. Yeah, yeah. The The TV TV mount. No, the TV thing that goes on the wall. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure people are yelling at the podcast. No. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, the TV thing that goes on the wall. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the official name. Anyways, continue. (laughs) The TV thing on the wall. And I was like, will you help me put this up? And you were like, no, you can do it. I don't, I don't want to fucking do that. And I was uh, like, wait, uh, I think, I I think, I think that's, I think we just got to the. Oh, what did you say? What? Well, no. Why, why, when you asked me, I said what? I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The yeah. end. Yeah. I didn't say, I don't know how. I didn't say, it's going to be such a, well, I guess I thought it was going to be such a process. Yeah. He thought but, it was going to be such a process and I did it in like 10 minutes. But I was also, and I think I was watching. Drywall, but. I, yeah, Allie really fucked it up. <laughs> but I think I was also watching some soccer. Yeah. So. And life is soccer. Soccer is life. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to so do like, it. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? That oh, I you was have like, more? Oh, let's put on the walls. You were like, yeah, fuck that shit. Let's put more holes in the walls. Yeah, because that's all you <laughs> want. That's all you wanted to do. That's all you wanted to do. <laughs> I just wanted to take nails with a hammer all around the house. Didn't you put the headboard on on the wall? Oh, yeah, we had to. But like my stud finder apparently just wasn't working. Mm, it like uh, would always beep. And so oh. when because Jesse wanted a headboard that had storage in it. So we got the Ikea headboard oh yeah i was like don't blame me bed. yeah well, i'm gonna blame you and so we got that but 
Ikea is weird now and it like didn't come as like one stand. It had to go against the wall. It was really weird. And it, it required you to nail it into the wall and it came out and it just like kind of sat against the bed. Yeah. It was really bad. So the point she's but trying I tried. to the point she's trying to I make am is handy. relax. Mm-hmm. The point she's trying to say is I do all the work. Oh my gosh. And you barely Jesse just ever sits there to. and looks at me and laughs a little no, and then he's like no. <laughs> you wanted to put it up. No. Mm-hmm. False. No, you're false. No. Let's get into so you grew up in the Chicago area, right? I know you were only here to clear your name, but now I want to. <laughs> we're going to talk about Chicago. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so hold on. What? Look, I can't Are even, you just going to go? But I can't even like, okay, go. You can't even what? What do you want? This is our argument. Uh-huh. Are <laughs> Am I getting a taste of it? <laughs> uh, me? I get I get I a taste of it all I'm the time. I'm getting a taste of oh, yeah, yeah. our own. But now the listeners know yeah. what's going on. And they know that you're actually cries for help right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Help, guys, help. <laughs> okay. So, Allie, growing up in Chicago, you were a huge Chicago Fire <laughs> fan, right? Growing up, right? yes, I did yeah. like See? Chicago Boom. Fire. There you go. You no. played on you played on the field as a as a youth, correct? Yeah, we did like a camp thing up in Chicago. Where you go like once. You go and you play on. I, we were at Soldier Field. Oh, at oh. The time. Yeah. That's oh, so you played. had a Bears shirt or jersey on, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. And then the you shit were. The that goes through your head. You were like, oh, who, who was one of their. Walter Payton, right? Wasn't he one of their. I have no idea. Famous Bears? Walter Payton, sure. I don't He's, know. He was a running back? I don't know anything about football. Mm, but do you? But like, watch, 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 watch. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where do the Chicago Bears play? In Chicago. What's the name of their stadium? Soldier Field. So you know everything. No. I don't. You see? But can you guys like just take Wait, hold on. Name a professional soccer team in chicago the chicago fire boom there you go oh my god i hate you i should have just said the chicago red stars oh but they're not a pro huh well yeah yeah, they're the women they're the women's team oh my god is there there a hot take (laughs) (laughs) hot takes you know i don't know anything i just Mm. know my mom reffed for them ah she would always be like oh we're going to a red stars ah got it yeah whatever so loving the Chicago Fire. Diehard fan. And loving. Who was your favorite player on the Chicago Fire? I hate Fire? you so much. The only person I know that was on the Chicago Fire that was recent uh-huh. was Mike McGee. So I wasn't even in school then when I, like, I didn't know anybody. Like, but I could act like I did. Can I tell you who else was on the on the team? Tell me. DeMarcus Beasley. Oh. Boom. Roasted. Wow. See? You really didn't know? No. I don't know anything. <sighs> Guys, I'm but so sorry. Again, I'm so sorry for having a listen, guest on a soccer comedy podcast listen, that doesn't know soccer. Listen, I don't know like anyone's name. Oh, like oh, oh at you don't? All. Like it's really hard. And then I'll go, real oh, quick. well, I know them. And then I'm Hold like, on, real quick, real who quick. did I say Obi no, no, from the okay. Martin was playing for yesterday? And you were like, that's you not. Say? You were like, Emma Boeing Tank. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Emma, Emma. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to have him on the podcast someday. You know, you can't just. But remember, you said, oh, yeah, Emma Boeing is also going 
to New, to New England. England. And and I was like, oh, Emma, Emma, Emma. And then I went, oh, no, that's the wrong thing because it goes, She's thinking oh, of Oba Femi Martin. Oba, 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 Oba. Don't Oba sing the song. Femi Martin. Yeah, you hate them, huh? Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Seattle Sounders. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that on the last I one, I did. Huh? I did. Yeah, we don't like the club. But they've got as some an, great players. As an organization, they're good, like I said. Yeah. But I do not, I'm not a fan, right. mostly because I was an LA Galaxy mm-hmm. diehard supporter. I don't know if I was diehard. I think you were diehard. You think? Yeah. But to go back on that really quick, because I have ADHD and I'll forget, it's a catchy song, and you even said it was. It was. It, it, it was. It was. It was a catchy but, song, but, but, so but, but, good but, but, job but, 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 to the but, but, Seattle, uh, what's it called, the Seattle I don't care. Squad. I know. I don't care. I'm not tr- No, 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 no. I'm not trying to give them oxygen here. That's not the point of this. You're not going to interview anybody from Seattle? I probably will. And you're going to be like, I hate your team. I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm going to go, oh my God, I love you. I love your team. It's the best team like, ever. I heard your episode. And I'm going to be like, listen, man, I don't like, no, I'll be honest with him. Uh, I don't like the club you play for. Yeah. I wish you were, I, you're better than that. Yeah. I think some of them are better than that. Yeah. But. Can we even say that before when AJ was at the Galaxy, you always talked crap about Houston? Oh, yeah. Can we even say that? Because like uh, I feel like you had that same kind of hate that you do for Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Look. Okay. Before I met AJ, I was a diehard LA Galaxy fan. We'd go to the games and I would lose my voice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I would lose my voice. I'd yell at the ref. So, yeah. But it was mostly because... It was teams that weren't the Galaxy. So I just hated them, all other teams other than the LA Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. And then I remember the first time we went to see AJ as a friend. I was about, I think I was about to yell at the ref for something. And I thought, oh shit, I'm sitting with (laughs) friends and family. Like, yeah, we were next to Megan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want her to think that I'm just crazy lunatic. Yeah. So, oh, it was kind of hard for me to to bite my tongue, but I did. And then I it morphed into this. Now when I watch the game, I can't really enjoy it. No, that's not. Yeah, I mean, I watch it and I'm I'm more nervous the whole time. Yeah. I want whoever I'm watching, my friend on the field, I want them to win. I want them to have su- success. Right. Like before, it was more like, fuck you, ref. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my fucking God. I'm just, why didn't you get good up there? Good yeah. up there. And now yeah. it's more like, okay, all right, come on, bud. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And also, a couple times, I haven't heard it many times, but there has been times where I hear somebody talk about AJ or one of my other friends on the field and they say something that's not that nice Mm -hmm. and i internally go like that heat or that red that's all yeah that like that like anger heat that goes through your body because you need to like stand up for him yeah i i I want to as a friend i want to beat the shit out of him and be like don't be talking to my friend like that but then i have to think oh i i guess they can have that opinion of him even though it's wrong well like who was it that took aj out like was it outside the box or something? They like went under his feet, and you were like, "I fucking hate that guy." Oh, oh. here's a story. 
Am I right? Am I kind of close? Can I tell that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can tell that story. Yeah, it's it's not a bad story. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened. When AJ was on the Houston Dynamo, he was playing against the Columbus crew. And on the Columbus crew, I knew that he was friends with Jossie Zardes and Hector Jimenez. So I was excited to see him play against them. So the game's going, and I believe Houston won. At some point, AJ and Justin Merrim, they get into it. Mm-hmm. They, like, get up. I think they got into each other's face. And I'm I'm watching. Yeah. You know, I'm taking care of Noel and running around with her. But I look, and in my head, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't step oh, to my yeah, boy. I know this story. I was pissed. Yeah. So then after the game, I'm talking to AJ. And I just kind of like, oh, so... You and Justin, like, what? And he really didn't say anything. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, it's just part of the game, it's right? It's just a game, yeah. And I thought, okay, okay. So we were going out that night to have dinner with Justin and Hector, and I think a couple of the other guys, uh, some of uh, AJ's other teammates. But you didn't know you were going out with Justin yet. No, no, no. Just... I didn't know. I knew yeah. Hector was going to be there, right, and right. I was excited to see Hector. Yeah. I, I don't really know Hector... I definitely don't know Hector as well as I know AJ. Yeah. Uh, but I've met him a couple times, and the few times I've met him and hung out with him, it's been fantastic. He's mm-hmm. he's really cool. So cut two, we get to the place. We're walking in, and I see Hector, and I'm like, oh, cool, there's Hector. Then I see Justin, and I think, wait, who the fuck invited this guy? <laughs> I was in my head. I was like, oh shit, shit's Just okay, about to go down. shit's Here going go. down. Let's do this, okay. And then. AJ says says hi to Hector. I'm still eyeballing Justin. Yeah, you give and then stares. He gives him. He, he he shakes his head. He gives him a hug, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" And this is all going through my head. Right, right. And then AJ goes, "Oh, hey, this is my buddy Jesse. Jesse, this is Justin." He's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Very nice. Yeah. He's a very handsome man too. Yeah. So I look and I was like, "Uh, uh hi." How are you? He's like, oh, I'm doing. Hey, anybody want a drink? And I was like, yeah. I was ready to beat your ass, and now Sh- sure. no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. But I, that's when I learned. Yeah. Don't ever get mad at anybody yeah. on the field because <laughs> you may be going out to dinner with him after the game and or during the week. That's so, so funny. Yeah. I learned. I learned that one pretty quick. You I was did. like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, for you. So, so from going to a diehard fan. Yeah, diehard. To morphing into this, a lot calmer. Yeah. Person. I was about to say like a parent to a kid that plays soccer, but no, those people are crazy. But yeah, so. Not not all of them. Most of them. Most of them. Nine out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, yeah, maybe, maybe seven out I of ten. I just remember my dad always getting thrown out of games. Uh. <laughs> But yes, you morphed into a friend watching yeah. rather than a super fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, Allie also pointed out to me what? that, again, I know I addressed some of it in the last episode at the end, but there was a couple questions. You know, I just want to say again, there was a couple questions that I didn't ask AJ and Megan that I wanted to. But like yeah. I said, the last episode, I'm going to have him on again on future episodes so i'll have those opportunities to rectify i don't know if it's really rectifying you're not rectifying anything you just you wanted to ask a few questions you 
you're talking to a friend and you forget. You kind of ramble sometimes. You know, and, and I think that was the that's the that was a problem. Yeah, well, it's not a it's problem. It's not a problem. It's just it's like a distraction almost because if well, you that think was, about somebody that doesn't really know him. That was they have a set line of questions and they're like, okay, let's go yeah. to this. Where you're, I like, was I was in the I was in the headspace of, oh, he's my friend, yeah. trying to act like I didn't know him, which was different that's for me. Weird, yeah. Because you're like, I know all this, but can you tell everyone on my podcast? Yeah. Yeah. That's something definitely, guys, that's something definitely that I'm going to have to work on with the people I have on that are my friends. Again, like I said before. But let's give I'm gonna, credit. You're I'm going to try to do better. You're doing great. Okay. Let's t- well, you, well, Everybody you think so. tell him that he's no, doing great. No, 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 no. Don't Get do that shit. Get on his Instagram no, and be no, like, no, no, listen. No, 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 no. Don't do that. No, 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 exactly. no, no. Stop, stop. No, no, really. I don't, I, I don't, that's, that's weird. Because it's kind of <laughs> like. you are, you are doing hey, great though. Hey, guys, please, 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 por, por favore, dime, <laughs> I am a good. <laughs> dime? Yeah. It's Spanish, Italian, yeah. I don't know. What was that? Uh, so, so yeah. wait. So, what was the point of having you on? Um, I was to clear I think my I name. Just oh, wasted... we were talking about Chicago. Yeah, you wasted like ten minutes. That just... was your fault. See, that's why I'm not. That's why. Hold on. What? How many? How many? How many microphones are there? <laughs> one. One. Mm-hmm. Where's yours? I don't have one. Why? Because it's the Jesus Show. Not that one. <laughs> That was good, right? That so was good. good. Yeah. See, guys, these are the kind of jokes uh-huh. you're going to get on this podcast. Yeah. I think they're fantastic. They're... You, you, mm. he's, he's raising a hand okay. at me right now. He's yeah. going to beat me. Yeah. You, <laughs> damn it. No, but I was here to clear my name. Um, I used to. But nobody s- really wanted to hear that, I can't right? even say it, but you were telling me that I was clearing my name. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, uh, you listen to it and you start. She's okay. I'm in the studio. She's listening to the episode when it dropped. Right. Mm-hmm. She starts screaming. Oh. The dogs are going crazy in the other room. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I go in and she's like, I can't believe yeah. you said. So she like. They would, Come on. You told me uh-huh. under the threat of like physical force. Oh, yeah. That if I didn't have you on the podcast, uh-huh. you were going to like. What? Do some I don't know. You what said. Was I do? You said something about yeah, my. Yeah, I did. You said a finger in my butthole. No. <laughs> right? Is that what you said? No, that's not what no. I said. Oh, no. She she said. Mm-hmm. I didn't say any of this. None of this happened. Okay. And if you know, if you personally know Jesse, you then know you know. This I'm, is then all you know this is. Fabricated. Wow. Really. <laughs> lies. You come on my podcast <laughs> and spew your gross lies to my audience. Wow. No. Can I clear my name about Chicago or no? What. Well, uh, Yes, and then I and mean, go ahead. What is it about Chicago you need to clear up? I don't need it. <laughs> okay, because the whole point was you said you needed. I needed to clear my name over the handyman no, stuff. I didn't say that, but I okay. did want to. Okay, well, that, done. Check, okay. check. Check, check. So anyways, um, I, would, I grew up saying that. Oh, was, you're really going into it. Okay, cool. Go ahead. That I was from Chicago. Uh-huh. <laughs> is he so mad? Um, that I was from Chicago because that's what my dad would always say. Oh, okay. And so I would, that's how I grew up. And then we got this job and I continued to say I was from Chicago. People asked, oh, where are you from? You know, it was people from all over the world that were in our job. Mm, And so I would say Chicago. And so when Jesse asked, he said, you know, I said Chicago and he said LA. Mind you, he is not from LA. But I mean, but I'm, hold on, hold on. 
But I'm in the same state, though, right? But how okay, far cool. away? Okay. How far away? An hour and a half about drive. In the same state. Okay, but mm-hmm. Chicago is uh-huh. about a 45-minute drive. It is literally 40 miles from Indiana. Uh-huh. And When I looked at my watch, it would be between 52 and an hour and eight minutes. Rude. So, so <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Uh, We used to say we were from Chicago because we were from the region. If anybody is listening that's from the region of Northwest Indiana, they Uh know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, like two people, Uh you and somebody else. But that's it. Like, and then you venture out of Northwest Indiana, and everybody's got like a southern twang, and they're all from Southern Indiana, and that's not it. They're all from Chicago, like, and they talk like me. And that's oh, by the way, if you notice, she has an accent. Don't you know? <laughs> okay. First of all, this is okay. What okay. Did. Okay. This okay. This is what he did when we first okay, met. He would, okay. I'd be like, no, that's that's what is it? With um, no, don't I'm, you know? Is uh, is, is um, how you talk? Minnesota. Is you, oh, okay, Minnesota. cool. Is how you talk? That's how she talks. Mm-mm. Anyway, yep. sorry guys for having her on. <laughs> Hopefully, this will never happen again. It will happen again. Yeah, I know because you said if I don't, I'm gonna beat you. No, the I'm gonna put things up your bow. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? George, if you're listening, oh my God. talk to no. Allie. Because she, she's she's wilding out of control. No. Okay. okay. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Well, I guess I'm really not thankful because I didn't ask thankful? you. You're not thankful? Wow. I didn't ask yeah, you. Yeah, I just kind of bombarded you and yeah. like pressed record, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. how that's how it happened. That's how it happened. Yeah. Okay. That's how it happened. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, my guest for today is Rodrigo Roro Lopez. He's played for countless USL teams, Ventura County Fusion. He played for the Portland Timbers before they went to MLS, Orlando City, Los Angeles Blues, and most notably Sacramento Republic. And in MLS, he played for Chivas USA and Portland Timbers. He also went down to Mexico, and he was with the Guadalajara Youth Team, he played for Celaya. He went to Toluca and Veracruz. We talk about everything from where he was born all the way to coming back and playing for Sacramento Republic. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We have Rodrigo Roro Lopez. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Uh... I'm excited to to listen to to these podcasts that you that you got going on. I think it's a great idea. I know you know uh, some some good soccer players, some good footballers out there. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for for you to get started and, and start listening to these to these podcasts. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I'm a little nervous because you know it's still like this is only episode three. Oh wow. Um. So it's it's new, but I'm I'm nervous, but more excited to see where it's going. Okay, that's perfect. So let's jump right into it. We, the first time I met you was in Toluca. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I met you. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we went to, after the game, which, by the way, I didn't know anything about Toluca at all. Mm-hmm. I knew that was a team. And I knew, because I met you through Jonah. Yeah. And the night before, he goes, hey, we're going to go see Roro play tomorrow. And I go, okay. So I go, where's that? He goes, Toluca. I was like, where the fuck's that? Because we were in Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, it's like an hour away. I was like, okay. So we go. 
we're driving. I'm like, where the fuck is this place, man? <laughs> and then we get to the stadium. We park. There was like houses and stuff. Yeah. We park. And, you know, everybody's, you know, cheering. And, ah, vamos, vamos. and I was like, where the fuck are we? And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a stadium in the middle of the yeah. city. Yeah. And I was like, what? It had a very um, European vibe to it. Very. very. It was really cool. And then I remember we're watching the game. And I, I want to say you came in in the second half, early in the second half. But no, the I think it was against, was it against Puebla? I, maybe, yes. No, I think I, it might have been. I started, but I, I think I got subbed off in the second half. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Because then I, then I got pissed off. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck are they taking him out? And Joan was like, hey, chill, dick, chill. I was like, no, fuck that. Why, is, why, why are they taking him off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could hear him say it already. <laughs> nah, dick, chill, dick, chill. <laughs> so that's how I that's how I first met you. Yeah. Um, and then you know we've been on uh, back and forth on Instagram, messaging each other, messaging each other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, where did where did you grow up? I was born in in Mexico, Guadalajara. Okay. Uh, I was. Raised in Santa Barbara, California. Okay. So I was I was brought to California when I was probably eleven months. Obviously. Oh wow! Remember. So real young. Yeah, yeah. So I don't remember, but my parents first got to to Oxnard, California, which is really close to Santa Barbara. Um, and from there, they they slowly moved to Santa Barbara. Um, started their lives. They started working. Um, you know, my dad worked. Uh, for a trash company for a very long time my mom worked two jobs um, till this day she still works she's a workaholic um, nice. I don't think she can stop working so um, you know Santa Barbara is very expensive but it's very beautiful and it's a really nice city not really nice place to grow up in um, so I, I, I call myself fortunate to, to have been uh, raised in Santa Barbara you know obviously you know we we were little more of the working class but you know it was always great to live by the beach and you know my amazing friends that i that i met throughout my years there and high school all that stuff was, was yeah. great so you came over at a young age at what age did you at what what age did you start playing soccer i want to say since i started walking so i want to say three and four three or four years old um I know I was four years old when I first started playing, um, like in a league, like in the Santa Barbara Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. And I was playing, maybe I was four or five. I, I can't remember, but, um, but I was always playing like year, year up. So I was playing against maybe six year olds and seven year olds. Um, oh, wow. yeah. So that's how it started. And, and I just kept playing, uh, boys, Santa Barbara Boys and Girls Club. And then when I was eight, I finally joined a club team. And then there I was playing in Europe because back then club didn't start until like U11. So I was barely eight playing with 10 year olds. And, you know, that's where I met a lot of my good friends that are still my friends now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the coaches that I had throughout, you know, my, my youth career, I, I still talk to a lot of them, you know, they, they've helped me out throughout my career so much. So um, that's where I started playing at the age of three, three or four. Um, and yeah, I mean, from there, it's just all soccer, man. And then at what age or when did you think to yourself, I want to become a professional? 
I think since I was like, Jesus, since I was eight or, or nine, I think playing back then, all I knew was Mexican soccer. Yeah. So all I would watch was, was Liga MX. Um, yeah, I, I went for a few teams. Like I would cheer. I, I think I would always cheer for like the best team. Like I, I was once <laughs> a Leon fan. Okay. I was, I was a Chivas fan. I was, um, uh, maybe just those two. Um, my dad was a big Atlas fan and, um, so it was, it was always, it was always, uh, Mexican soccer. I really didn't, didn't know anything about European soccer. Yeah. I, I didn't even know who Barcelona was until like years later. Um, I did know a couple of like national team players because of the world cup. But other than that, it was just all Mexican league. And, and back in the day, they used to show one or two games. Now, obviously they show all the games you could, you could watch them all. But back in the day, you could, it was just like one game on Saturday and then, or one game on Sunday and one game on Saturday. Yeah. And, um, so that's how, that's how I became, you know, that's how, that's when I knew, you know, like, you know, what, I want to play there. Um, I want to play in Mexico one day and, and, you know, luckily I, I, you know, I pursued my dream and it, I was able to make it happen. Yeah. I remember growing up watching, you know, getting into soccer. Mm -hmm. My thing also was I'd watch the Mexican league games. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, it was the same thing. Yeah. It was one game on Saturday, one game on Sunday. And then not until MLS came onto the scene in 96, did mm -hmm. I go, Oh, soccer. Oh, cool. Now I can root for a team that, you know, I've, I've already told my listeners, I, I grew up being a galaxy fan. Cause I thought, Oh, they're right over there. Yeah. And same thing growing up. I didn't know who Barcelona and any of the, I, I think I knew who uh, Manchester United was because my yeah. cousin, Danny, he really liked them. So, I mean, as a kid, I really didn't know other than like, Oh, my cousin Danny likes this team called Manchester United. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then I really, not until what, maybe four or five years ago, have I started watching the Mexican league. Yeah. So now this is like a whole different league that I'm really getting into, which is cool for me because it's something new. Yeah. I saw so some of this information that I pulled, I pulled it from yeah. from Wikipedia. So if I'm wrong about anything, correct me. Okay. Oh, yeah. It says here you played for the Guadalajara youth team. Mm -hmm. How long did you play there for? I went to Guadalajara. When I was 16 for a summer, um, my intentions honestly weren't weren't to stay. They they were only to go train for a few weeks with Chivas, and um, my dad's good friend was a coach there. So he, you know, he kind of made it happen, and he told my dad like, "Hey, bring him out here for two weeks. You know, let's see if he likes it, and that way he could train with with the reserves or with third division. I think it was third division." So I go out there and. And, um, and the first day, I remember the first, first day we, we go play in Tepa, Tepatitlan in a, in a little town, actually where my wife's from. Okay. Uh, so the first day I get there, um, everyone's waiting for the bus at, at, at the Casa Club and I get there and they're like, Oh, we have a game. So I'm like, okay, so let's go play. Right. And man, it was like, it was the worst bus ride of my life. <laughs> I mean, all Why? the kids because everyone was picking on me and it was just like oh. the new guy, the gringo, like throwing shit at me. Like, oh, damn. and like back in the day, it was like right now, 
I, like all the rookies like that I encountered nowadays, like in the past, maybe like five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. like they have it easy, man. Like, it, <laughs> dude, it's easy. Like back in the day, it was so tough being like the new guy, being the rookie. Um, and I was like the rookie plenty of places like MLS, which you was going to say I was a rookie in Mexico. I got there and it was like, it was hard for me, but um, so I was able to play and like, I think I was kind of nervous. I don't even know if I played too well, but, um, but yeah, so I, I kept training for a couple weeks, actually for the first week, the second week we played, I was with third division and we played the reserves, which was a huge step up. Yeah. Maybe two divisions up right, right under the, the, the first team. Okay. So we, we scrimmaged the, the reserves and, and I remember this perfectly because I, I didn't even start with the third team. So they put me in, we were losing like three to one. They put me in and, and I, and I assisted the, the, the second goal for our, for the, for our team. And then I scored the three, three in like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So then the reserve coach, which was my dad's friend, he was like, he told, he told me to switch right away. He was like, Hey, put a, put a, put a penny on and you're going to play with us. So they switched me like the next half they switched me and then I was able to play with the reserves. Oh shit. And so then, you went from playing against them to now playing on the same team. Yeah, with them in the same scrimmage. Oh wow. And then I played with them and I almost scored again and I played really well. And then that's when it all changed. Um that's when he called my dad right away after he's like, Hey, he needs to stay. Like he just completely blew everyone's mind right now. Like he, you know, you need to you need to convince him to stay. Yeah. So then that was, that was it. Like my dad, you know, talked to me and he was like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know if I want to stay like, because again, like everyone was giving me a hard time. It was kind of like, you know, it was tough. So you, so you were the, you were the odd man out. Yeah. Okay. For a few days, you know, and then obviously there was other, there was another guy, Gringo Padilla, which he played in the first team a couple of years. And, you know, he kind of like, helped me out at the beginning and he was like, Hey, like leave this guy alone. Like, you know, whoever messes with them is going to get it from me. So like that helped <laughs> out, but man, you, if I tell you some of the things that happened there, like people would, we had school, we had a school right next to, to the Chivas facility Yeah, where, where everyone went. Right. So, um, after, well, anyways, I'll get back to it. I signed, I signed the contract. I stayed, they offered me Casa Club. I didn't want to stay in Casa Club because I, I heard all the shit that went on there. And what is that, Casa Club? It's like, uh, it's where all the play- the young players live. And it's right there where the facility is. They have dorms. Oh, okay, okay. So they're like little dorms and, and you stay there. But like the stuff that I would hear, I was like, fuck that. I don't know if I can, you know, like <laughs> I'm already like the odd one out and I'm getting picked on. Like, you know, I can't imagine what's going to happen there. So yeah. I mean, luckily me, I'm from Guadalajara and my grandma lived there and my my sister was there at that time. So, you know, I just stayed with them. I signed the contract. I ended up staying there with my grandma. It it sucked because I had to take, uh, I had to take like two or three buses every morning at 6 a.m. Oh, wow. To get to practice, which was like an hour and a half away sometimes. So I would wake up like at five in the morning and, and head on the bus to train at like seven or eight in the morning. And then same thing going back, you know, most of the times back then we used to have double days. So I would stay there all day and then come back at night. So it was tough, man. Fuck, man. That's dedication, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely a lot of dedication and, and a grind. Yeah. Uh, 
and so <laughs> a couple a couple of the times that that i was so we had school right they offered yeah. school and you know little vela was there carlos vela now was at lafc marco fabian all these players chicharito all these guys right and then you have like the troublemakers the guys that were like you know they didn't give a shit about school they just went to go <laughs> around yeah so, like there's one time i had my cell phone right and i had a brand new cell phone obviously like i think like you know i had it pretty well because my parents would like help me out with money and send me like the best stuff from from california and yeah stuff. and so like i had a new cell phone and everyone was like oh let's see it and during class right yeah let's see it let's see it so everyone's looking at it and all of a sudden bam no one had it so what <laughs> stole my cell phone in <laughs> no, class <laughs> And I'm like, dude, how does this shit happen? So like, I told the teacher, and she was like, "Well, how do I? I can't check everyone." Like, you yeah. Know? So like, I didn't. I never got my cell phone back. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. You got jacked during class? Wow. There's okay. like 15 kids in there. I'm like, and they're all soccer players. They're all laughing. They're like, "Who has it?" Like, they're yeah. all laughing at each other. And I'm sure like no one knew like who had it. Only the person who had it knew. Yeah, of course. Um, and you and was- you never found out. I never found out, no. Ah, dude. And I still, and I still like talk to them. A lot of them, like, yeah. we have a WhatsApp group, and they'll be chatting up. And you know, after a while, obviously, I got along with everyone, and and it was a good time after, yeah. after a couple months, after a couple weeks. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I, at least it got better. Yeah, it definitely got better. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> your first, what I would call it, your first official professional contract was was with Chivas USA, correct? Well, it was, I signed a contract with Reservas in Mexico okay. uh, with Chivas. So I was there for two years. And to be quite honest, that second year, I kind of, I kind of lost it. Um, I feel like I started hanging out with the wrong, with the wrong guys, um, you know, drinking and kind of like, you know, I wasn't taking it too serious. I wouldn't go to school. Um, I was skipping school all the time to go with these guys to go drink and, you yeah. know, do whatever. But, um, but then they brought, they brought to my attention, you know, they said, Hey, you know, if you keep this up, you're going to be gone. Um, yeah. and you know, like typical, I'd be good for a couple of weeks and then again, boom, I'd, I'd slack off. And, um, and it got to the point where they were like, Hey, you know, either you're going to Tepic, um, they had a, a second team out in Tepic. Or you'll go to, um, or, you, or we'll, we'll send you to Chivas USA. So I said, okay, send me to Chivas USA. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that's, so I had to finish, I had to come back to California, to Santa Barbara. Um, I lived my, when that happened, my parents were living in, in, in Indio, Coachella. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They moved for a couple of years there. They bought a house and then I was living with good friends of mine in Santa Barbara. I had to finish high school to sign an MLS contract with Chivas. So I finished high school. I was there for like three, three months. And then I was getting called in for the national team for the U S national team, the U 18s at that time. And, and I finished high school and then, yeah, that's when I signed my first contract. I want to say it was like in June or July of, uh, 2005 with Chivas USA. Okay. Yeah. How was, so growing up, an LA Galaxy fan. Mm-hmm. When I saw Chivas USA come in, mm-hmm. I did not like them. I was like, "Oh, Chivas is a fake, you know, LA Galaxy." Yeah. All, all all the shit you heard, you know. Yeah. And again, I was 
younger at the time. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know what the fuck I was saying. I would hear other people say, and I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Um, how would, how was playing for that organization? It was actually pretty cool. Um, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people the first year, especially we won like four games. Um, I think I only played like, I want to say like played like two, three games that first year, okay. um, which was, I was only 18. Um, but I was traveling a lot with the national team. Um, I was getting called in every single national team camp, which was good. Um, and then I'd come back and train for a few weeks and then I'd go back with the national team. So I never got to like actually be with Chivas like a lot, a lot okay. um, consistently, but, but it was good because I was one of the youngest players in the league at that time you know you didn't have the 15 year olds you didn't have the 16 17 year olds 18 year olds yeah you know the youngest guy there was like probably like 23 after college and then there was me and a couple other 18 19 year olds so it was it was pretty cool um the team itself that first year it didn't go well but then they started bringing in players with names Valencia Claudio Suarez Ramon Ramirez uh, Loco, Loco Garcia and all these players. So it started attracting a lot more people. Um, they signed uh, Bob Bradley as a coach. As a coach, was, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, which was great. And in that year, I, I, I believe we were um, Western Conference champions. So, um, so that was a really fun year. You know, we'd get a good amount of fans. And the next year, Bob leaves and, and Preki takes over. And that was another good year. And then after that, I just... I was released from Chivas and, uh, and the team went on, but then they started getting rid of all these Mexican players. And that's when the team started dying down. And yeah, we all know the, the end of this story at the, you know, after a couple of years, there's no fans in the stadium. They didn't really care no. anymore. It we was, you know, obviously much later uh, after you left, you know, you know, I know most people know that, that watch MLS when we would go watch, like just even the games that we would go watch AJ play. Yeah. Oh man, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Like they would section off most of the of the stadium yeah. just like with banners and shit. But yeah. like hardly anybody was there. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, how are how are they, how is this team surviving? Like I don't even yeah. and then as a as a fan watching it, you know, we'd see these five zero, six, seven zero. And in my head, I go, man, to be on the other side, not only does it have to suck, but then being on the side that they're beating them, like, it must be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is easy. Like, give me something, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Was, oh, well. Had to see, but, I mean, I don't know. I just, it's, it's the past now. Oh, you yeah, know, of course. I thought it could have worked, but obviously at the end, it was just, it was no bueno for, for, for them and the fans just weren't into it anymore so yeah now all those fans i believe are lafc fans LFC, yeah because <laughs> i see i still see like a couple of them like on twitter and facebook yeah and they're like all of them are like part of lafc now so yeah. i don't know if they're like really lafc fans or they're just going against la galaxy yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> they want revenge <laughs> I, I think it's great i think this this new rivalry is amazing oh yeah of course it definitely well because you know, obviously it's a different club. Yeah. But it, you know, now I think there's a little more consistency with LAFC 
going against the galaxy. So it's definitely putting pressure on the galaxy to, you know, bring their best every single time they play. And, you know, it's, it's a classic also. It's, you know, just both teams get together and it just gets crazy sometimes, you know? Yeah. So then after Chivas USA, Mm -hmm. um, I see you went to Querétaro, right? Yeah, I went to, it was actually a filial, which is like another, like another second team of theirs. Yeah. Um, that was a crazy story too. At, at that, that story was, um, again, my dad's friend who was the coach at, uh, one of the coaches at Chivas. Yeah. He called, I mean, I was released from Chivas USA and he called my dad and he said, Hey, there's this team over here. It's a second division, but they're going to, they're going to pay really well. Um, and it's, it's owned by the Querétaro owner. And <laughs> come to learn that the Querétaro owner was a big uh, drug dealer. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he he was, he was owned a couple teams, actually. And he owned Querétaro. He owned this team. And then he owned, I forget what other team. I think Irapuato. Um, so I go out there. And the first day, dude, this is, I mean, this is crazy. This, I could probably <laughs> write a book. But the, the day I get there, so I get to Guadalajara, and um, the team was going to be based a little bit out of Guadalajara, maybe like 30, 40 minutes away. Okay. Um, Zapotlanejo, it was called. And um, so I get there, some two guys pick me up, right? And then I was like, hey, I just need to drop some things off at my grandma's, and then we could go. Because I, I guess I was going to go meet the team in preseason out in Manzanillo. Manzanillo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Manzanillo. So they pick me up. We go to my grandma's and then we take off, right? Yeah. So they're like, hey, we have to go stop at the patron's house and then we'll go a little, we'll leave a little later. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. I, you know, I probably need to sleep a little bit. Um, so we get there, dude, this, <laughs> this is like a mansion in the middle of nowhere, right? It's like three stories, the elevator, amazing. Like, dude, it was crazy. So they get there and then the guy was, one of the guys was like, hey, go in this room, take a nap if you want. And then, you know, whenever you're ready, we'll go eat and then we'll probably leave. Okay. I was like, all right. So then, and this, and this was the house of the owner. This is one of their, one of his houses. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So then, uh, we, and they you know, they're all talking like, Oh, el patron, el patron, el patron. So I'm like, okay. I didn't know he was a drug dealer. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we, what happened there? Oh, so we go eat. We go eat and we meet, the guy meets us. Mm-hmm. And then, so he, he introduced himself and he was like, oh, como estas? whatever we talk, he eats and then bam, he leaves. Like he disappears. I didn't even see he disappear. So he left. And later on, we go back to the house and he shows up and then we take off in like three cars. I remember in three cars, we go like, Manzanillo is like a three hour drive, I want to say. So we leave Fuck. the city. And then right when we leave the city, we stop at like a, it's like a, it's called Peter, Peter Piper. It's like, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Like pizza and, and games. So we stop there and then he switches cars. And then the, I, switch, the owner. Yeah. The, the owner switches cars and then I switch cars. What? Then, yeah. I, it was weird, dude. It was <laughs> like, like, what am I doing? You know, like it's, yeah. it was crazy. So then we go, we, all right. So I'm driving with one of his guys. It was just me and him, and and this is and this is the first time you're meeting any of these people, right? First time. Okay, great. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> dude? Like, 
Like, what did my dad get me into? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, of course. So we, we get to Manzanillo and then we go to a hotel, we go eat. And I'm like, dude, where's the team? So like, I kept asking him like, el equipo, like, where, we, where am I staying? Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, no, ahorita los vamos a ver. Vamos a ir a, a cenar con, con uno de los entrenadores and this and that. So I'm like, all right. So then the owner shows up again with like three girls, like older women, whatever. Yeah. And him and some other guys. And they're all laughing, getting drunk. And I'm like over here eating. And he's like asking <laughs> questions. And I'm like, it was whatever, you know? So then yeah. <laughs> they they take me. They, they're like, all right, you got to go. Let's go. So they go. They take me to where the team was staying, right? Yeah. It was a huge ass mansion. It wasn't even a hotel. It was a whole, it was a big old mansion out like I don't know up in the hills of Manzanillo. And then the team was there eating dinner. So then I show up to meet the team. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, there's no more room." So, so <laughs> there's no more room. So I had to go stay with the coaches at another house. What? Yeah. And like I remember, I called Christina that night, and I was like, honestly, I was like crying. I was like, "What the hell did I get into?" Like I want to go home yeah it has been shit like you know and she was like well just see how it goes and 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 we'll you know make a decision after and you know i was young i was like maybe 21 20 oh okay wow not that young but yeah but no young yeah so then we so then it goes well like preseason went pretty well the guys were pretty cool and then I just ended up signing there. I ended up signing. The money wasn't what they had told me. Yeah. And, but it was back to playing in Mexico and, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed every single minute of it. Um, you know, the traveling was different. It was, everything was on a bus. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, they owed me like three, four months of pay. But I mean that, you know, we could forget about that. Damn. Um, and then, that's yeah, money that that's money that you never got. Yeah, no, I never got it. And it wasn't that oh, much. Man. But like after after that year of my contract, I just left. I was like, I'm I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, they wanted me back, but I, I just said no. There's yeah. no chance. Yeah. I mean, it sounds sounds a little shady. <laughs> it, it was. So then after everyone was like, No, you're with Tirso, you and I was like, sorry, I don't even know if it, I, I could say whatever. Uh so they're like, You were with, with Patron and Tirso, and I was like, Yeah. So then Later, I started knowing more and more about him. Yeah. This guy was like, he was wanted all over Mexico, all over the oh. U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, so, dude. <laughs> like, I just thought he was the patron. I didn't even fucking yeah. know who he was. Dude, one time he took, one time he invited the team for like a barbecue yeah. and to like play at one of his, he had a field out by a ranch and he had tigers. He had like, yeah, yeah it's like Tony Montana, bro. It was Holy like, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, dude, that's insane crazy experience you know now that i think of it i was like dude that's that was crazy yeah it definitely sounds like you could write a book yeah probably and we're j- and we're just getting started with the interview so this is yeah, this is great yeah, <laughs> you're right so then how did you end up uh in portland with the timbers i then finished i finished playing in mexico i went back to santa barbara i started playing pdl which is like third division Mm-hmm. Um, it's like where a lot of the, like the college guys the good college players get together and and you know some ex-players or whoever wants to play could play um and i ended up playing for ventura fusion there and then the owner of that team was uh was an old agent 
and he was like hey you know like play for me and I'm gonna send you somewhere and you know maybe USL or MLS so he had a good relationship with the coach in Portland and he sent me out for a game just to go try out yeah. and he was like hey you're gonna go play in a game against Burnley which would I think they had just yeah they had just jumped to to the Premier League oh like, okay so he was like you're gonna go play against Burnley with with uh with uh Portland they and Portland was in USL still um they're gonna give you a full half and uh and yeah just make the best out of it if you play well you'll sign so yeah I go to Portland and uh I end up scoring the winner the game no winner shit. yeah in the last minute like it was a free kick and then I stayed they ended up signing me um I was there for two two USL seasons and then they signed me for the MLS team for their first uh, you're in MLS. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how was it? The, first, the, the third year I didn't get the, with, uh, when they got to MLS, I didn't yeah. really get to play. I only played like open cup games and hardly ever saw the field for the, for the first team in, in a MLS match. Was it maybe, was it like, was there a different coach or? Yeah, there was a different coach. And this coach was like, he was Scottish and he was like really, really direct like he used to like play a lot of long balls yeah i know exactly who you're talking about and he like i don't know it was little I mean, bald guy right yeah 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 yeah, just, yeah 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 it just didn't suit me and you know i hardly ever saw the field and the team yeah. was doing okay like um i don't even know if we made playoffs that year i don't think we did but you know i just didn't i don't think he ever really wanted to play me so but I played all the friendlies. I played open cup games and I played well. Um, we got to play that year. We played Ajax. We played oh, wow. Club America. We played Independiente from Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, from Argentina. And we played West Brom as well. Oh, wow. You guys so played some, some, some big yeah. clubs. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. And Portland's, a, dude, Portland's probably one of my favorite cities. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I love Portland. I've only been to Portland, I want to say twice, but it's only been for work and it's been for a short time. So, I mean, we, I, I've gotten there, I've had, you know, dinner at the hotel and then just gone to bed. Yeah, no, you got, dude, you gotta, you gotta go to Portland. It's, it's That's what everybody tells me. Yeah. And especially like the games there, you'd have a blast. Just, just watching it on TV. That was one of the things that, you know, watching Seattle and then Portland, have this fan base where mm-hmm. that's when I started thinking like, Oh, we can have a European or even a Mexican league feel here in America. Cause there is a want, there is a fan base like that. You know, when I would yeah. watch those games, I was like, dude, that's insane. You know, they have the, they have the TIFOs, they have people singing all yeah. game. It's, it's insane. It's really Honestly, cool to watch. I think, they really set the stone for like MLS for like fan bases and all that stuff. I think Seattle and, and Portland were the teams to actually like, you know, give the the league a different perspective of, of soccer. And oh yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, once they started seeing that on TV, like, dude, these guys are like singing, you know, 90 minute plus, like, like it, it was pretty cool. So I think they're a big um, reason why, you know, MLS has gone to the, to where they're at now. Yeah, for sure. How is it playing for the USL Portland Timbers as yeah. opposed to MLS Portland Timbers? 
Uh, what, what was there even a difference? Yeah, there was a big difference. Uh, a lot changed, though. A lot changed from from the USL year to MLS. Like in the USL years, it it was a baseball field, and it oh. was like the, the old old, old Astro Astro tour. So it was like it was crazy. But we still had like crazy fans. Like it was it would sell out every game. Really? And like during the week when we would play during the week, they'd have like dollar beers, and oh, they wow. had like. Where the dugout was, they they had a like they used to they used to sit the fans there on the field and people would be drinking and dude, oh no shit, yeah, it was a great time. So, I mean, it transitioned over to MLS and the cha- the stadium changed and all that stuff. But I mean, it was just a lot different because I think more like the coaching style that that they, I mean the coach that they brought in it was just a lot different. Um, yeah. With the USL team, we had really good players, and we were probably one of the best teams. But we actually like like to play, and we you know we kept the ball a lot, and and you know it was just fun fun to play. And yeah, and in MLS, I think it was just a lot different. Um, I think the the coach, like I said, the coach they brought in, I don't think fit to what Portland would really wanted and the fans wanted. So yeah. So then after you left Portland. You bounce around to a couple USL teams, correct? Yeah. What was it about Sacramento that attracted you? Was it you wanted to go there and they wanted you? Or was it you saw the club and you thought, oh, you know what? I want to let let's try to go there. How did how did all that work out? Uh so I went to I went to Orlando, then I went to LA Blues. And then after LA Blues that year, I had Roman. That's when Roman was born. Oh, okay. And, and dude, I was sleeping. I kid you not. I was sleeping in a in a closet, in a walking closet. What? You know, playing for LA Blues. So they they I mean they were paying me, and the contract wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and it was like enough to like pay rent and and like survive, you know, and, and feed my feed my girlfriend back then, Christina, and now my wife and, and feed Roman. Um, but like, I was like, you know what, like, I don't think we'll make it like, it's going to be tough, especially living in LA, we're not going to find a place to, to live yeah. with that money. So what we did was she stayed back in at her place with her parents, and Roman, and then I stayed out at the at one of the houses where one of the guy lived one of the, some of the guys lived mm-hmm. and they were like you know just if you want to stay here go ahead like you could you could stay in the living room wherever you want and then one guy had like a huge ass room with a huge old closet and i was like dude i'll just sleep in there like just no I, shit I, yeah i just bought a, like a small blow-up bed and i yeah and i would sleep in there but i mean i would never be in there just just to go to sleep and yeah yeah and it was tough. And then after that year, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I might just give it up. Like, you know, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. why am I going to continue doing this? Like for USL, and like, it's not even that good. You know, the contracts aren't great. And I started working construction in Santa Barbara that off season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I don't know, like I'm making decent money. Like I could just make this a career. And, um, and then my, the guy who owned the fusion ended up being a technical director at, at Sacramento. And he called me and he said, Hey, um, do you still want to play? And I was like, honestly, I don't think so. Like, I don't know if I want to. 
And he was like, look, you know, Sacramento, their fan base is going to be amazing. They're going to go MLS in a few years. We're going to, they, you know, I want you to be the first player in, in their, in their history. Yeah. The franchise history. And I was like, uh, okay, well, you know, like let's talk numbers. And he was like, there's one problem. <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, Preki's the coach. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. And yeah. Preki let go from Chios USA. Yeah. So I knew that Preki wasn't like too fond of me. So I was like, oh man. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Well, because he let me go. And so it was like, you know, like the last impression of him was like, you know, I had him and, and you know, he didn't play much for me. Yeah. So why would I sign him here? So then Pre uh, Graham was like, you know, Preki. Preki, Preki basically wants to, like, I don't think he wants you on the team, but, like, I want you on the team because I know you're going to do well and I know you're going to, you know, you're going to change his mind. And I was working construction. I was like, dude, I, I'm not going to do this again. Like, why am yeah. I going to go, like, try to prove this guy wrong and, like, for a minimum contract? And I was working construction and my family was like, you know what? Like, just go for it. Like, you know, this could be your last chance. Go prove him wrong. Like, change your change change the way you train. Change the way you, you know, your mentality. You have a son now. Like, you know, you have people to think about now. It's not just you. It's, it's yeah. your family. So that, shit, that just changed my mind. Like, my chip completely changed. Um, I, I, I kept working construction. I was working out at 5 in the morning. I'd go to the gym. I'd work construction a full day and then I'd go run at the beach. Or I'd go run in the, in the hills of Santa Barbara afterwards. Damn, really? After carrying those heavy ass boots all day, dude. Yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> the, first few, the first few weeks I was like, oh dude, I can't move. Yeah. And then after a while you get used to it. And then, you know, you just, you get used to it. Yeah. And you, you wear those heavy ass boots. And then when you're done, like you take them off and I'd go run, I feel so I like so light. Yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> like my my legs were so strong because like all they had me do was like the hard labor like dig and and um carry all the all the wood all that stuff so yeah i think honestly it, it like changed my whole body the way i worked the way i like my work work ethic and so doing all these triple days sometimes was just like it was draining but when i got to sacramento i was a completely different player like it it took me to a like a whole another level. Yeah. And obviously we all know what happens in Sacramento. We won the championship the first year and, and I got MVP and, you know, it was just. Dude, that's amazing. That, like, it took me back and I'm like, dude, like I should have done this when I was 18, 19, you know, or yeah. even like a couple of years be before. Like, I feel like if I would have done it, like I would have been playing in Mexico many, many years and, and, or even somewhere else. So. I think that was like a huge year for me and, and it really made me appreciate a lot of things. And, and, uh, and yeah, Sacramento opened doors for me. Preki was like, he loved me after. Yeah. And, <laughs> so now and, he's like, no, no, no. Hey, I like this guy. Yeah, no, no, no. He honestly preseason like came and you could tell he was still kind of like questioning, like, like, you know, my, my ability to play. But like after the yeah. first few days, I remember Graham called me and Graham was like, he was like, hey, Preki is, like, amazed. And he was like, he, he like, respects you so much. He's like, dude, this guy's the fittest player right now. 
And, you know, with his ability, I always knew he had an ability, but his work rate and his defensive uh, play wasn't great. And he was like, and now it's like, it's, it's there where it needed to be a few years ago. And yeah. And I really respected that of, of, of Preki and obviously, you know, we won the championship and yeah, I was there another year. And then that's when doors started opening up. I had contract offers from like San Jose that first year in Sacramento and I turned it down to stay in Sacramento and finish my contract. And then yeah. next year, Bruce Arena wanted me at uh, LA. And I, for some reason, I, I turned it down as well. I was like, I got to finish my contract because they wanted me after the season. But I was like, it's either Mexico or it's MLS, you know? And I, I wanted to pursue pursue, pursue that that uh, road for, for Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Was it because... You had was it because as a kid you were like that's that's where I want to play that's where I want to go. Yeah, yes, that's that's exactly why. And I yep. feel like the MLS back back in the day or a few years back, um, I don't think they really respected too much the the Latin player, um, the Latino, the small technical uh, player, and I felt like like. It was just like, okay, if you're not like a top MLS player, like a top, you know, player that plays every game or yeah. scores as a midfielder, if you don't score, if offensive midfielder, you don't score eight to 10 goals a season, like we're just going to cut you, you know? So I really felt that about, about MLS. That was my, that's what I thought. And I was like, yeah. I, I don't want to go through that. You know, I know if I go to MLS and I play a couple games and if I don't like score many goals and they're just going to send me back to USL. Yeah. So I really wanted to try Mexico and, and that was, I mean, I had my, my head, I'm, I'm going to go there and I want to go there. And, and yeah, I ended up going. And then you ended up with Celaya, right? Celaya. Yeah. Which was Ascenso. And, um, and it was great though. I mean, it was another team, a big team and with a lot of history in Mexico. And I, I played an amazing first year, a better second year and then my third year was the best one even though our team was wasn't the uh, top of the table but mm -hmm. I felt like that was the year where I just I knew I had to leave and even after the first two years I, I was really pushing to leave and I was kind of upset that they didn't let me go twice and there was an option to go to Querétaro the, the second year and I feel like there was other options to leave too but um but they just never wanted to let me go why is and that? They just, they just didn't want to. I, I think, I think the first two years because they felt like, okay, you know what? We're just gonna, we're just gonna win the championship and and go to first division like ourselves. Uh, so they build, they build the team to to win it and and go to first division. And those first two years, I mean, we were undefeated at home for two, three seasons straight. Wow. Um, the second year, we we lost like one game the whole season. Damn. And then we ended up losing in semifinals. Uh, and uh, and I think that after that, they were just like, all right, like, you know, the third year, our coach left and uh, some of the players went to first division. Fiojo Alvarado, which is now a national team player playing for Cruz Azul. Mm -hmm. um, he was my teammate at Salaya and they sold him to Pachuca that second year. And uh, so they sold a couple of pieces to our team. The third year, we we weren't as good to be quite honest. Um, uh, and I had a really, really good season. So that was the year that I think 
two, three teams were were actually asking about me. And since the team wasn't as good, the, the owners just said, let's just make money off this guy. Right. So they sent me to Toluca on loan for for uh, for a season. So that's how you ended up in Toluca. Yeah. How was your time there? Uh, it was. Oh, real quick. Where is Celaya located? Where, where do they play? Guanajuato. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's it's a small city. Um, I mean, I loved it. Christina was kind of like, eh. <laughs> but we were like really, I don't know if you've ever been to Querétaro. No, I haven't. Leon, have you been to Leon? Yeah, but it was it was quick. It was it was just an overnight. Okay, so yeah, so these cities are really nice. You have like San Miguel de Allende in Guanajuato. So we were we were thirty minutes away from Querétaro. We were thirty minutes away from San Miguel de Allende. We were like forty five minutes away from Leon. So we had these cities that were like huge oh, wow. and really nice. So yeah, you know that made a, that made our stay there a lot better. Um, and uh, and yeah, so then that's how I ended up in Toluca. Toluca, oh man, I that's like one one team that I'm like, you know, I feel like I could have done a lot better. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I did what I could because I got there. And again, you know, I'm I'm a small fish in a big pond. And the coach was like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't even think he wanted me there. I think the ownership was the one that took me there. Yeah. And um uh, and I show up and, you know, I have a really good preseason. Um, my first game in preseason, we played Cruz Azul. We ended up losing like three to one, but I came in and I played really well. The next game, I started against Santos in Texas. We had a preseason game and I tore it up. Like I played really well and we won. So like, it was like my chance, you know, it's my chance yeah. to still in the starting lineup. That game, I ended up getting hurt, like, first half I had a really bad tackle and um I hurt like the plant of my foot like my heel mm -hmm. and I ended up playing obviously like with the adrenaline you just end up playing right yeah uh, you finish the game but then after I couldn't even walk really like I couldn't walk for I mean for weeks and months actually I couldn't what <laughs> so then the next that that next week we were playing we were playing on Tuesday we played um I want to say Tuesday we were playing Lobos at home mm -hmm. for for a friendly, the last friendly, and then on Saturday we were playing Chivas in the in the opener for the okay. season. So then I show, so we travel back on Sunday from from Austin, and then Monday we get there and I tell the doctor I'm like, doctor I can't even walk, and he was like why what's up and he was like do you know this is your chance to play right and i was like i know but i can't walk like what do you want me to do yeah so then i and then the coaches come to the locker room and they're like and they call me to their office well the assistant coach did and he was like hey what's going on and i was like i can't walk like it just it really hurts me like and he's like man this is your chance like do you really want to give it up and i'm like motherfucker i can't walk yeah, like what do i do right <laughs> So here I am, like, I come out to the field, like, with tennis shoes. I told the doctor, I was like, look, I'll go and I'll, I'll jog around, but I can't, like, put on cleats. Like, it hurts me to put on cleat, on, like, put the shoe on. Yeah. Like, how am I going to be stepping on, you know, on a cleat? And he's like, well, we could give you some medicine and, and get through it. So then I'm over here jogging. And then after the warm up, they're like, 
one of the other coach was like, I think he was a preparado físico, and he's like, Roro, he's like, come on, man, like just play through the pain. I'm like, and then their start starting midfielder was hurt too, so it was like my perfect chance to like play. Yeah. So I'm like, damn. So I I ended up playing the preseason game like hurt, and then we go to play Chivas the first game, and I'm over here like I'm 30 years old. Um you know, making my Liga Emekis debut against the team that I started playing for, that I admired for so many years, like in yeah. front of my hometown. So that was like kind of like nerve wracking. And, you know, I had an all right, all right game um, again, like I every game that I yeah, played. Yeah, but you're I, playing hurt, right? Yeah. So I played hurt for a while. So like I would finish the game and like I couldn't walk. It was it was like too much pain. Dude, how did you do it playing during the game? I just, I, I honestly, I put on the most comfortable cleats that I could find. Yeah. And now, and at that time, I had a Puma deal um, with actually, what's his name? Uh, Jonas' friend with Hugo's brother. Oh, Ernesto. Ernesto. Yeah. So I, I get this Puma deal, and they're sending me cleats and cleats, and I'm like, dude, I, I can't wear it right now. Like, I really can't. And I just signed the contract too, right before I got hurt. And they're like, we well, have to wear them. I'm like, I can't wear them. Like they, they hurt me even more. Yeah. And, um, and I had an old pair of like Nike uh, Adidas cleats that like I had worn for years and they were like always the most comfortable ones. So I was like, I have to wear these. So I had to paint them all black and like, Oh shit. Yeah. So like I, I wore those and like, it was kind of like helping me, but. Cause when you're under contract, you can't wear something else. Yeah. I can't wear anything else. So okay, they kind okay. of been good. Um, and you know, I would finish games and I'd be like, it'd be, it'd be really bad. Like Christina's like, how do you do it? Like you're putting yourself through so much, like you're training all week and then you're playing and like, it's not going to get better ever. Yeah. So I played a couple games. I played, I want to say I played like eight games like that. And then finally it wasn't even getting better. And I was like, I told the doctor, I was like, dude, like I can't play like this. I really can't like either find someone else or like do something about it because I, I just can't do it. So then I had to get like a cortisone shot and, and I it started, it started getting a little better. And then I played like two, three games and then done. Like they didn't play me again. Fuck man. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was tough. Dude, um, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was, it was so bad. Uh, and I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to equate that. Cause I mean, the worst thing that's ever happened to me is like, I've gone to the gym mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I kind of hurt myself. But then, I'm, you know, I've just, oh, I can't go to the gym for the next, you know, three, four days. That's it. Never would I be like, oh, let me go back again and try to mess it up. But you're like out there playing games. Holy yeah. And shit, I was, the thing is that like I was training too. So like I had no time to like heal. Yeah, of course. And, and we only had, I think we only had like two to three midfielders back, back in, in that uh, start of the season. So you know, for them, I was their, their number one or their number two. And I don't think they really trusted the guy that was playing behind me. Um, so it was just like, they wanted me to play and I was playing open, uh, not open cup. I was playing Copa games as well. Like some of the Copa games I played. So like I was playing weekend and then week, weekday, weekend. So it was, it was really tough for me. Um, I feel like, I feel like if I would have, if I would have been healthy and like I, that injury wouldn't have happened. I, I think I would have done a lot better. Yeah. Oh, of a course. Lot, lot better. So, 
but it happens. I mean, I, I had a great experience and I'm grateful for, for that time being there. And yeah, I ended up going back to Celaya for two seasons and then Veracruz, back to Veracruz. Speaking of Veracruz. <laughs> That's another story. I want to know about that. So before you get into that, all I knew was, because Jonah was telling me, so, you know, he told me, hey, Roro went to Veracruz. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, you know, I started following uh, Veracruz on Instagram and, you know, I put alerts and shit, right? Yeah. And then I think it was the game you guys played against Tigres. Yeah. With where... the, whole, the whole Guignac? Yes. <laughs> so I remember, I remember seeing... I think it was even on ESPN, like, you know, oh, look at this player protest for this game. And I was, was like, all over the place. I was like, what the fuck? So yeah. then that's when I really started paying attention to what was going on. So what happened in Veracruz? Oh, man. So, that's okay, the- real quick. I, I can only imagine that what was told to you before you got there to when you got there was different. No, no, no. I kind of had an idea of what, of what of what was going on okay um because i had i had offers from veracruz prior to to that to that offer um when i was in celaya they asked for me a couple times but the owner was like why am i gonna let you go to a team that's that's like that you know they're they're always last place or, or fighting to be last place relegated and their their owner like pays them whenever he wants like why would you want to go to that when when you know you're you're here making good money at Celaya and we pay you on time, so it's like yeah. it makes sense. Um, but then after Celaya, that second year, I was like, you know, like I I want to go play first division, and and if Veracruz is it, then then so be it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I get there, and again, like I had a great preseason. Um, I played the first four four or five games of the season as a starter mm-hmm. played most of them 90 minutes and then um and then i played against puebla and i get red carded what? why after, after uh it's just a bad tackle it was like late oh, okay. yeah you know, it wasn't like it was on purpose but i i did get there pretty late yeah and after that it was just salcido came in and he started playing in my position and then <laughs> i never played again until like the end of the season oh sure um, but it was I mean, honestly, if if it wasn't for the city, I, I think I would have been like really miserable. But the city and the fans are such amazing people. Like that city is probably one of my favorites as well. Um, you know, we loved it. There's a beach there and the schools for Roman, just the, the way people live there so freely and and that tropical life, you know, it's just it's just something else, it's something that we hadn't lived in. And uh, and we enjoyed it a lot, man. You know, we I, I I left Veracruz and I still haven't received my set my last seven months of pay. So it's <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Holy but, shit! So it's like, you know, I hate it, but then I, I I I had a really good time there. Yeah, but okay, is that something realistically that you're like, I'll get it one day, or is it like, fuck it, it's done. <sighs> No, we're still fighting for it. I, I, I don't know. Like, so there's days where like, I, I think we're gonna get in, and there's days yeah. where like, 
I'm like, you know, I don't think I'll ever see that money again, but you never know. I mean, Damn, dude. I, ho- I hope you get what you, yeah, what you're deserved. For so much time. <laughs> so then, so what led, what, how did you guys come up with the protest against Tigres? Uh, before, before the game against Tigres, uh, the guys got together and they were like, Hey, you know, we're tired of this. Like it's been four months, three, four months. Like there's some players that can't survive. They don't have money. Like some of the players like had kids in like uh, private school. So they're like, dude, like we can't pay for this. Like we have to get paid or like we have to do something about this. And and it was mostly a lot of the extranjeros, the guys that were coming out of, you know, from other, other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, it got to the point where like, we're, we're just sick of it. And that team has five, that team had always had five players that always stayed on that team. And the rumors are that those players were really close to the owner and some of those players were the ones who would tell the owner everything that went on in that locker room. No shit. So we were like, okay, so we had a meeting like, like two days before the game. We're like, Hey, you know, we're not going to go train. Yeah. So then we leave the meeting. And then 20 minutes later, I kid you not 10 minutes later, all over the, all over the uh, Twitter, Veracruz isn't training tomorrow. Um, you know, so-and-so was talking in the locker room and they, they all decided they're not going to train. Um, they haven't been paid. So like everything was said. Um, so there was guys talking to the media, obviously. Yeah. You know? um, and then actually this was like weeks before the Tigres game. And we had been negotiating with, with Bonilla, the owner of, of the league. Yeah. And he would just go and say, hey, like, if you guys don't, like, file your complaints, like, we can't do anything about it. And a lot of guys were scared to do it because they thought the owner was just going to, you know, kick them off the team and they wouldn't be playing anymore. So it was kind of like, it was tough to decide. But we were like, you know what, like, it's okay. Like, the league will, will back us up. And at the end of the day, they didn't. And we go to the Tigres game and we're like, you know what, let's just, Either we don't go or we just go and we stand there for two, three minutes, whatever it is. Yeah. And um, and so they, the guys decided to go play the game or to go stand on the field for three minutes. Apparently, there was like a miscommunication from the teams, from the captains. Um, and then we all know what happened with, with Guignac and Vargas yeah. and their goals, which <laughs> I still don't get it. I mean, their excuse was that that they that the captain had told them only one minute that they, that we were only going to stand there for one minute mm-hmm. and and they they decided okay we'll let them for one minute and then after we'll play right like normal game but i mean if you see 11 players on the field not moving like i don't know i just i just wouldn't you know yeah uh, it's i mean, I mean from a, from an outsider watching it it's pretty clear what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. And then to see somebody go score, it's like, Hey man, the fuck are you doing? Come on. You know, yeah. like if somebody was in front of you defending you, oh, okay, it's time to play again. Okay. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was I, odd to watch. I feel. And like the more we thought about it, like we, 
like some of us were like, we thought it was the league that actually sent them to say, to tell them like, Hey, like if they're going to stand for three minutes, like you guys could do it for a minute, but after that you guys need to play or else whatever, you know, because then it just shows like if they would have sat the three minutes, it shows the league, like, damn, these guys are unified. Like they're going to do whatever it takes to get their money. Right. And with that, with, think it is going on and scoring and playing and not not caring like that just that just killed us yeah because then it just showed the league like you know what these teams aren't even like they're not even united they don't care about each other they just care about care about themselves because if you see what happened in in that whole league the day before we played on a friday or saturday actually we played on a friday but the games before on friday everyone stood for for a minute oh really Ascenso teams, the women teams, the youth teams, they all stood for a minute. And then we know our game and we're like, okay, three minutes. So that's the game that everyone was watching. They just everyone was curious to know what was gonna happen. Yeah. And then that happens. So then all the teams were like, okay, why are we doing this if Tigres goes and they score a goal? You know, and it's Tigres. So after that, I don't even think teams like stood for a minute after that game. So it was just like I yeah, think the nice. league was like, you know what, go score goals on them, like, or else something's gonna happen, you know? Yeah, man, that's fucked up. The whole mafia, dude, it's just, it's sad, but at the same time, I still think it's one of the best leagues in the world. Um, you know, the, the 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 level, you know, the amount of money that that's paid out there. I think I think it's one of the top leagues, and obviously, I still think it's the top league in Concacaf. I mean, I though I love my MLS. Yeah, I will have to say, you know, when 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 you watch the IMX and MLS come together and play, it's hard to it's hard to say. Oh, MLS is better. They're definitely MLS is definitely getting to yeah. that point slowly, yeah. mm-hmm. but Liga IMX just keeps beating them. So it's like, yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to defend. You know, oh no, MLS is better. Like, mm, okay, but when was the last time they won? Yeah. I mean, LAFC just did a great job to get to the final. The um, what was it? The 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 tournament. Yeah, yeah. The Concacaf tournament. I mean, they made it to the final against Tigre. Mm-hmm. They went up, and then Tigre just came up, and they're like, okay, well, here you go. Here's here's two goals. Yeah, I mean, Tigres is one of those teams where, um, you know, they 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 like they'll play and they're good enough to like get by teams with just playing, you know, but like when it, when it comes to a big game, they show up and yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, I was telling my friends, I was like, I didn't think Tigres was going to win because to me that, that Tigres team was probably the worst attacking Tigres team I've seen in Jesus, like the last seven years. Really? Yeah. By far. By far, wow. I mean, they've, they've had so much more attack in the last few years, and um, I mean, this year they didn't really have anyone on the bench who could make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just to me, it was one of the worst Tigres teams I've seen in a while. But you know, it is Tigres. You do have Guignac, who's just a killer. Any, he he's a monster. Tigres, yeah, he'll put away. But I honestly thought LAFC would take it. I really did. Well, especially when they scored that first goal, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I think they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I think I went 
because what they get scored like after the 83rd minute or like in the 83rd minute mm-hmm. i think i went to the bathroom and my and ali my girlfriend was like oh what's the score and i go ah it's still one zero i think lfc's gonna pull it out i come back and i'm like wait how the fuck is it two zero or two one now it's like yeah. what just happened yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was quick yeah yeah it was a quick one but yeah mexico rises again i guess yeah they do man and then going into some more heartbreak. Yeah. You're back at Sacramento Republic. Mm-hmm. You guys make it to the playoff in a pandemic. Yeah. And you fucking lose to a handball. <laughs> Again, looking at it from the outside, when I see it, I think, how did they let that go? And yeah. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about the officials. Officials. Oh man, it's it's tough. I mean, I mean, we we played we played a good game. I think we we deserved more in a game. And again, it's another another game that I played injured. I had a I had an MRI done like a month later after yeah. that game, and I had a, I mean I couldn't honestly I couldn't really run that uh, before that game. Like prior four days before it, like I started feeling like bad pain in my in my rib. But I was like, I'm not going to, like, not play this playoff game, right? So I, yeah. I played through it. I took medicine to, like, numb the pain. And and um, and I get the MRI a few weeks later, and I had a fractured rib. What? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I hear that's painful. Oh, man, it was so painful. But I taped it up, and, like, I did everything I could. I took a lot of medicine, which I'd never do. Yeah. And I got through it. But, I mean, it was tough, man, because – you know, to lose like that and in such a big game, you know, when, you, when you've worked so hard, at, like you said, through a pandemic, it was just heartbreaking for everyone. And, um, and the way things ended was just, you know, obviously not the way anyone wants them to, to end. But uh, again, I'm grateful for the, I mean, I, the USL did a phenomenal job to get through the season. We didn't yeah. even finish, they didn't even finish the season, but. Well, I was just going to say, how did how did you feel how did you feel i'll I'll tell i'll tell you how i felt so i saw you know obviously you guys get robbed yeah and then here comes the final and then the final doesn't happen the first thing i said was that's what they fucking get because they shouldn't have been in the first place ha boom i mean i know i shouldn't think like that but i mean i just oh man just highway robbery bro in my eyes, I was like, how do you get through a whole season and then you just cancel the last game? Yeah, that's the other thing. Aside from you guys being robbed, I just thought, oh my God. How, do you, how, how do you get to the finish line? How do you get steps away from the finish line and then go, you know what? No, nah, never mind. Then, then why, why did you do it then? What was yeah, the point? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think like a couple weeks prior to that, they canceled like the playoffs for the league one, which is like the, the division below us. Uh-huh. I think they canceled their playoffs or like, it was already like semifinals or quarterfinals. I don't know. And they canceled them because of COVID. Yeah. And so what I read was like a lot when, when that outbreak with the two teams with Tampa and, and Arizona, I think it was Tampa. Um, when that happened, all those cases, like it was, it was all over Twitter. Right. And like a lot of people were like, 
okay, like, how are you going to postpone the championship match for the USL championship? Yeah. But then cancel playoffs for, for USL one. I think, I think it had something to do there. Like probably owners of league one were like, you know, like if you do this, like if you don't cancel their game, like you did with us and we'll probably just leave the league, you know, or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. As an owner or as like another franchise. I mean, it, it makes sense. Cause like you said, why, why go through everything? And then at the yeah. end go, nah, it's cool. We're just going to cancel it. Don't worry about it guys. Fuck man. That's crazy. How was it? How was it getting back to Sacramento? It was cool. I mean, it was, you know, special to me. I think Sacramento has always been a special place for, for me and my family. Um, you know, I've always came back and I've always felt, you know, welcomed and loved from the people here, the fans and, and just friends that I have here from, from a long time ago. Um, I, you know, I was really excited for the season. Um, I got to play one game and, in front of all these fans and then all of a sudden boom the season's done or the pandemic starts and and we all know what happens there you know being able to play without fans was was a little tough um and you know it's just just something that you don't want for this world but i think like i said everyone all the teams in usl did a phenomenal job with it and us as a city and as a, as a franchise i think they did really well you know still getting involved with the community and doing these, you know, grocery runs for, for the elderly people and people who couldn't really leave their houses. And, you know, I felt, I feel like Sacramento has always been, you know, really connected with the community in so many ways. And, you know, I, at least I got to, you know, uh, live that a little bit, but yeah, it's always hard. Um, you know, a lot of stuff happens on the field and off the field and, and um, I just feel like one day I'll be back as a coach or something in the franchise. You know, I know they're trying to go MLS and, and they're trying to go in a couple of years. So hopefully I'm back here for a different role, obviously not yeah. on the field, but somewhere in that franchise, I, I definitely want to be here for a while. That'd be really cool. Yeah. One more question. Well, I guess two more questions I want to ask you mm -hmm. touching back on the difference between MLS and uh, Mexico as a player having played in both leagues mm -hmm. is it that much different when you're in Mexico as to you know as as opposed to MLS and the and the kind of play and players they have um I think now it's it's the gap is closing. Like you said, you know, I feel like MLS is improving a lot. Um, when I was playing MLS, I don't think it was as competitive as it is now, or it yeah. wasn't a league that it is now. But one thing that I would say, like the difference between playing in Mexico and playing here or playing MLS, um, I feel like in MLS, there's a lot of mistakes that are made. Um, and it's like really not hard to like point them out, you know, because they happen a lot more often. Yeah. Um, when I played in, in Mexico, I feel like any little mistake or any time that I, that I lost the ball or anyone lost the ball, it was very clear. And, and like, it's rare, it's rare when someone loses the ball out there, you know, because yeah. they're so technical and, and, and all they do out there is possess the ball and, 
that's what they play for, you know, keeping possession and and playing and moving and always having the ball. So I feel like that's one of the things that or one of the differences that I could um, that I could tell you um, that I that I lived. And also, obviously, it's not as athletic out there um, in regards to like strength and, and, and you know, body and and all that stuff, the contact uh, side of the game. Um, but Mexico does have really quick players, um, yeah, they players do. a lot of agility. So that's also like, you know, I, I'd rather have that than, than, than a player who could push people around and, you know, win a ball with it, with his body and his physical ability, ability. Um, so I think that's, that's another, um, reason why I feel like Mexican soccer is still a little bit ahead of, ahead of our game or ahead of the MLS. You know, when I started, when I, when I started playing soccer, uh, when I was young, mm-hmm. I've always been tall. You've so always when, been I was, tall yeah. when I was younger, I just thought, Oh, I just have to be tall. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, I want to say, I think I was 14, 15 and we played against some, some team and there was like two little Mexican kids and yeah. I looked at them and I was like, Oh, these guys, they're pushover. Dude, they ran circles around me. That's when I had the first glimpse of, oh, it's not all about size. Yeah. Which I think that's one of the things that I love about soccer is, you know, like in basketball, you you, you have to be a certain height, you know. Uh, baseball, I guess baseball really doesn't matter as long as, you know, you can bat. <laughs> but because I was playing soccer, I got to see it firsthand. And I just thought, you know, when I saw it, I was like, oh man, that's crazy. You know, again, you don't have to be the biggest guy nope. out there to make the biggest impacts. That to me was like, oh wow, that's really cool. That's why when I watch it now as a fan, you know, I think it's it's fun when I introduce some of my friends to soccer or I'm okay. showing them a game. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, that there's that little guy. I go, yeah, but watch what he can do. Then they see him, they're like, oh shit, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, that's it's very different. You know what, you know what, um, and I know you get along with them really well, um, with AJ and I've told Christina before, it's like, he's like a rare, like breed of like, you know, he's not the biggest guy and he's a defender. So like, he's done a great job of like staying in in MLS, you know, and throughout like such a competitive league. And especially back in the day where like, it was, it wasn't even as, I mean, it was, it was good, but you know, like the, the, the development that's gone on in, in MLS and the rise that, that, you know, with talent and all that stuff, I think, I think he's done fairly well for himself and, and something I respect, you know, such, I mean, I don't think he's that big. I want to say what he's like five, eight, five, nine, five, five, ten, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I give him a hard time and I go, man, you're really small, but no, I, th- I think he's like five, eight. Okay. Oh so, yeah, I mean, all, all I know is that I'm taller than him and I, <laughs> I kind of remind that remind him every time I see him, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not super, super small, but the other thing that I've, that I, I think I've told him before, it's crazy to see him. Cause like, to me, he's just, he's just AJ. He's just a friend. Right. Yeah. But fuck man, I see him on the field and I go, dude, when you're in the back and you just make those runs to the front. Yeah. I go, not only do you make the run fast, Said, so, but then you have to fucking backtrack and get back to your position, and you don't get even get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> dude, when he was, 
when he was with Houston, I mean, you know, it, it happened when he was with LA. It happened when he was with Miami too. But when, when, when I was in Houston and I'd go see him, we were the very top. So I had an eagle an, or an eagle eyes view of the field. And there was some times where he'd start running in my head. I was like, don't fucking run. They're not even going to get you the damn ball. But dude, he just, and then he'd start jogging back. And I was like, fuck man, dad. Oh God. So tiring. Yeah. 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 That's probably. Are you an attacking or a defensive midfield or does it really matter? I, I, I mean, I usually play the eight, which is the eight is like you defend your box to box. You do both. Um, I think that's my best position, but I did play like I've played the 10, which is like the attacking midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play it that much in Mexico because in Mexico, like I said, there's so many technically and, and, and creative players that, and, you know, they bring all these Argentinians and all that stuff, foreigners, Colombians, and they're so good at creating and, and stuff. So like, you know, it kind of like pushed me back a little bit as an eight, I could do both. Yeah, because I do I do run a lot, and then in Veracruz I played as a six, which is like the defensive midfield role. Um, so I, I mean, this year in Sacramento I played all three positions. <laughs> I played the six, I played the eight, and I played the ten. Nice. At point. So I mean, I, I I would say I'm most more I could do both. You know. Okay. Do you have Do you have a preference? Like, if somebody would go, okay, if you had a preference, you would go. I'd pick. Yeah, the eight where I could just okay. run. Around. Yeah, yeah. I like to run. Is that so? So, how did you come up with your number or how did you pick your number? The number eight? Yeah. Um, The number eight comes from my dad using it when he was, when he used to play. And, and it just stuck with me. It just stuck with me for, for a while, uh, forever since I was little. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always tried to be number eight wherever I go. Um, and the number eight as a position is just the position that they, I mean, every position has a number. Um, you know, the, the, the center forward nowadays is the nine. The left winger is a seven and the right wingers. And then the number 11 is what they call the coaches call them. Mm-hmm. Um, the six is the holding midfielder. The eight is the one that goes box to box. And then the 10 is the guy who creates everything. So yeah, when I, when I was saying that the eight is my position is, kind of like the roles that they have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I've, I don't know if Jonah will, if he listens, but <laughs> dude, talking to that fool. Oh my God. There's times, there's times when we'll be, we'll be at games. He's like, ah, he's not a nine. Look, he's not a nine. He's not even a nine. I'm like, Hey bro, relax. Bro, I, I get it. You don't have to explain it to me, but he gets so high. Yeah, like, like, no, no, fuck that. And then, and then I have to give him the same thing where he gives me, I'm like, Dick, chill, Dick, chill, relax, relax. <laughs> I haven't talked to that guy in a while. Is there anything in particular from Mexico you miss now that you're back in the States? The food, the, the style of, of, you know, the way you live out there as a soccer player. Um, you know, you're just always taken care of. Like you go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, there, there's this guy, you know. And obviously I wasn't like a big player, but like, even so, like I'd go to a restaurant and like, they already knew that I was a player and, you know, they just treat you a lot different, which, you know, when you're not 
the the person is kind of it kind of sucks but like when you're living it it's kind of cool you know like oh you know they'll give you a preference and tables and they'll try to get you in and stuff like that um i miss the schools for my son um i miss that i miss you know the way you live out there is just so free you know like here everything's by rule and yeah and obviously i i never broke the rules out there but it's just like you know, it's just a different way of living. Yeah, you just, of course. You, you feel a little bit more of a freedom out there. And, and, um, and then obviously you come back now and with this happening, the whole pandemic and the way, you know, that our governments are right now and the way that the country's so divided, it's just like, damn, what am I doing here? <laughs> Why'd I come back? It's probably yeah. the worst time to come back. Yeah. But, you know, this country has given me a lot. So I am grateful. You know, speaking of restaurants, the first time I met you, we went yeah. to Fisher's after. Fisher's, yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing, huh? We walked in and, they're like, oh, yeah. It, it, was, it was just that, oh, yeah, this table right over here. Come here, come here, come here, come yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baka, And then that was the first time. I had had a carajillo before. Okay. Oh, those are amazing. And then Jonah was like, oh, yeah, they got because I told Jonah, I go, do they have carajillos here? And he's like, oh, of course. And I think the guy overheard me ask Jonah. And he goes, Señor, aquí tenemos lo mejor. El carajillo bien chequeado. And I was like, yeah, yeah, give me one of those. Dude, Fishers, I love Fishers. Now, when I go to Mexico City, mm-hmm. I always try to find one. And I go, it's either Fishers or, um, fuck, what's the other? Uh, Sonora Prime. Oh, so good. I took one of my, one of my friends, Shay. We had a layover in, um, in Mexico City. And I told her, I said, girl, I got to take you to Fisher's. And she's like, what's that? I was like, I got you. So we go, we have, you know, some food. We have carajillos. And then I tell the guy, I go, hey, me, me puedo llevar uno de los carajillos. And he goes, claro. And I go, fuck, that's why I love this place. Yeah. The guy gives it to us in a to-go cup. He puts it in. We get in the Uber, boom, we get back to the hotel. Oh, it was so great. It was yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah, the food out there, too, man. So many options. Um yeah, Fisher's is good. I love Sonora Prime. Yeah, man, you're, now you're, you're making me reminisce. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I can't, I can't wait till I get back to flying to get back to those spots. Yeah, you got to make it out there. Got to make it out there. Well, hey, man, I want to thank you very much for your time. It means the world to me. No, thank um, you, Jesus, for having me. And hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll have you again on the on the podcast. Yeah, let's let's uh let's try to get you some more players, dude. I know, right? Yeah, if you yeah. if you know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you doing Spanish ones too? You yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do Spanish ones. The ones I'm gonna do in Spanish, I'm gonna have Jonah. Cause I I asked him, I said, <laughs> Oh, he's loving. He's like, Dick, I got you. I got you, Dick. Don't don't worry. My thing is, I don't like I I have a Cuban Spanish. And because I'm not always using it, I feel like I've lost a little here and there. Yeah. Not not fully, but to communicate some of my thoughts, sometimes I need a little bit of help. Okay. So I thought, you know, I mean, but even if I can have you on as my translator to help me out, that would be fucking fantastic. Let's I do love it. that. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm up we'll, for it. We'll set it up. All right, my friend. All right, man. Again, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy.
And that was my interview with Rodrigo Roro Lopez. Once again, I want to thank him for coming on the show and giving me some of his time. Again, it means means the world to me. I hope you guys got to know him a little better if you already knew him. If you didn't know him, now you know a lot about him. And I definitely found out a lot more than I knew before. And there we go, guys. Episode 3. Thanks again for coming back. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you've already subscribed, tell your friends, tell your mom. You know what? Even tell your dad. And then if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe and make sure you have the notifications on so you can get alerts to when I drop a new episode. You know what time it is, right? That's right. It's time for me to play us out with some original music from me. The Jesus Show, not that one.